Hello, Janine Kathleen here. Welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast, where we explore how to know intuitively, create intentionally, choose consciously, and be effortlessly. We explore the power of thinking, emotions, feelings, and words. We help bring you awareness, consciousness, and an understanding of what it is to alchemize your life so that you can enjoy it, expand it, and create magnificently and be the magic, marvelous, and miraculous person that you can be. Let's get on with it now. Wow, people, today we have Dr. Heather Brown, all the way from California, I think, California. Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for making space for us and joining us today. Well, it has been such an, such an honor in getting to know you, so thank you for having me. I must say, you're one of the best people I got to research Dr. Heather is a relationship expert, and Dr. Heather's worked with thousands of individuals and couples. She's also been published in lots of journals, is on YouTube, and her best is absolutely TikTok. People, do yourself a favor. If you don't have the TikTok app or whatever, go download it and watch Dr. Heather. You will gain so much wisdom from her, just like we're going to explore now. Her bio is very long, so I'm just going to sum it up. The part that I loved is that she writes for Thriving Family Magazine, one of the parts I love, Light and Life Brains, Scary Mom and Psychology Today. And this was my best. She's a blogger for Links for Shrinks and for Marriage Friendly Therapists. Wow, Heather, where do you fit everything into your day? You know, it's a little bit of a, a juggling act. I am I am blessed to have very high energy. Um, my children are also both grown and I am a widow. So there, there is more time than most people have if they're raising children or if they have a partner. So my thought was, well, let's just use this time until I'm blessed to have a wonderful partner in my life again and just offer a lot and there's also a lot that you'll start to find where something you write will start to be used in lots of different areas. So you can take something you write one place and share it somewhere else. And people are happy just to receive good information. So definitely, you know, Heather, when I went on to TikTok, I was kicking and resisting TikTok and I've had so much fun on there. I love your videos. Would you like to share how TikTok evolved as part of what you offer people? It's one of those things where it was just supposed to happen. I've been on Facebook for forever. I've been doing YouTubes for two years. People have been telling me, you just need to get out there beyond your one-on-one -on -one clients because there's such a need. And I've been writing lots of articles and, and doing things like that. But And I grew. I definitely grew Instagram, all of that, but but not not to the extent that I thought I would. And I didn't know why, because I think my information is really good. My clients love it. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine had a TikTok and it was pure comedy, crazy, silly, goofy. And she sent it to me and I, I was following her and I thought, well, I could do some. So I started off a year ago and did a couple little sillies and then kept trying to find what was wanted of me. And what was interesting is I'd grow, but not 
not really fast. And my spirituality is very important to me. Mm -hmm. And I get prompts and messages and, and knowing this. And one day I got this message from source, God, whatever you want to say, wanting me to share doing that when I was receiving wisdom. And so I said, oh, are you sure? Because my eyes kind of go and, and I guess they do it on this too. So um, anyway. I posted it and it absolutely went viral. It's it's like 374,000 views. Mm -hmm. And off that one TikTok, 7,000 people started following me and saying, I've needed to hear this forever. Where have you been? Oh my gosh, I love what you share. So it's funny because people say, you just have to keep showing up. And at one point you're going to go. And I kept saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Here you go. That was mine. And then the other ones might get, 20,000 views, 5,000 views, 22 views. I mean, you just don't know. But what it has shown me, which for me was beautiful, is my place on TikTok is sharing truly genuinely from my heart and mm -hmm. from what I know. And it's, it's honest, it's transparent, it's without, oftentimes without makeup, I wake up at three in the morning and feel a prompt to say something to someone who's living alone and I'll do it. And people will say, who know me in the professional world, oh, Heather, no, 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 no. Full makeup, full lighting. And I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm just supposed to bring what I feel I'm supposed to bring. And people have liked it. And the ones who don't, don't follow me. And that's exactly as it should be. But it's an amazing platform. Something I've been unbelievably touched by mm -hmm. is how kind so many of the people are. I'll have someone leave a message that they're struggling and I'll do a TikTok off of that saying, would you please pray for this poor person? They're having a hard time. And I'll have like 50 people leave a message. I'm praying for you. I'm lifting you up. It's going to be okay. I'm in your area. Give me a call if you want to have a coffee. Like, what is this? It's a really beautiful engagement when you find those people whose heart resonate with that love. Yes. Which is how I felt about you when I met you. It was like, oh, okay, this is the what I want to know. <laughs> you know, that was also inspired action people because we got our times mixed up. We don't know how because we both work with scheduled calendars. And I just had the sense to go and look at my emails. And there Heather was. We there was a discrepancy and we had the most amazing conversation. And this yeah. is one of the reasons I had to share Heather with you. Heather, what's coming forward for me is you are literally putting community back into social media with your videos. And uh, the one you did with the dandelions, I love dandelions. Dandelions are just amazing from a herbal perspective. What prompted that? It was just beautiful. Well, I was walking my dog. I, I had two dogs until recently and I had to put, I had to put Trinity down. She was 17. So Grizzly's her son, he's 10. And it's his first time in this world without his mama. And so he's getting longer walks and more beach days. And so yesterday when I was walking him, he wanted to go down a street. We don't go down. It's not our normal little routine. And I'm fine with that kind of stuff. So I thought, sure, Grizz, let's go. And at the end of the cul-de-sac, you saw them. There's these dandelions that are like, they're like bigger than, I don't, I don't even know what to call it, baseball size almost. They were huge. And I thought, what is that? And I didn't have my phone with me at that place so I thought, well, I'm bringing them home and I'm going to shoot these. And my thought was Grizzly wanted to share 
wishes, joy, happiness with others. And so my thought is, well, that's my, that's my social media family. And so I just wanted to share that. I find, um, I have another one that I did. I was on a walk with Grizzly. Maybe there's something about walks with Grizzly. They must be holy (laughs) where I found a $10,000 bill. Wow. And I looked and I went, what? And as of course I got closer, it was not money that you could use in an American bank. Maybe you can use it in a fairy bank or manifestation mutual funds. I don't know. But I thought about it. I thought, what would you do if you all of a sudden had $10,000? So I put it on my refrigerator. And then every single day I see it, I tell myself, you have $10,000. And I just leave it there. And I know at some point, somehow I'm going to pick up that $10,000 bill and it's going to be there and I'm going to do something lovely with it. So um, that's how it kind of came to be. Oh, that is so awesome. Now, I also was very drawn to your uh, video on inner child work because that is something I use a tremendous amount with my clients. Can you share a bit about that with our audience, please? I think it's the place, not, not I think. It is the place where I came to my awareness of the need for me to heal. Uh, I grew up in a family where my mom was a paranoid schizophrenic. She killed herself when I was 16. And I believe I took on the role. I don't think it was decided for me. I think I chose the role of trying to keep her alive. And, and, and I did a pretty good job of it till I was 16. After she killed herself, all of a sudden there was this massive vacuum of time for me not trying to keep her alive and not needing to gauge my day upon how her mental state was. Mm-hmm. And what rushed in was little Heather. And I think it was the first time in my life that I had realized that little Heather needed to be more important other than some sweet little delightful energy that I played with and had fun with. And she was really, really scared. And I came upon, as you do when you're seeking the book, Healing the Inner Child Within. And at the same time, I also read the book, um, The Road Less Traveled. Oh, yes. (laughs) And then I read Jonathan Livingston Siegel. And then I read The Light Within. Mm. Uh, And so I would go to bookstores and I would just look for a title that grabbed me, which of course was God and spirit guiding me. And I just devoured. I did not grow up in a family that was spiritual, but upon my mom killing herself, I knew that was something that was very important for me to explore. I I truly feel I have always known God. I think that was a gift I was given Mm -hmm. to be able to endure what I went through because it was pretty crazy. Um, But I I, I have always had that sense of knowing, which has allowed me to go through the life that I've had that has had a tremendous amount of ups and downs and upheavals between my mom and being disowned by my dad and losing my husband and just lots of cancer, lots of challenges as we all do. Um, But seeking knowledge, seeking wisdom, seeking recognition of the protection and the love that is always there for us. Mm -hmm. And the older I get all within 
has been very important. But inner child work to me is sacred. I worked in a group home of teenage girls, 12 to 18, and it was a huge part of the work that I did with them. It is a big part of the work that I am doing now. And I think it's coming back now as people are coming into this place of awakening, because I think that is so connected with that, embracing all of you, your inner child, your adult, the knowledge that you have from before, the awareness that you have of the future, the creation of the now, I think it's all intertwined. So it's becoming more important. And I think um, in this state of living on my own and, and being a widow, I think little Heather just needs a little bit more attention. Um, and she taps me into my fairy side. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to take really good care of her. And, and I, when I put it out on TikTok, that was one that was really loved. I also did one, what you wished uh, you had heard from your mother and mm -hmm. what you wished you had heard from your father. Mm -hmm. And those were really, those were really powerful too. Mm -hmm. A lot of us never heard what it was that we wished we would have heard. Uh, pro probably all of us on some level. And mm -hmm. so to me, speaking into that helped. For me, it helps heal how we live in this life now, when we give to ourselves that which was not given because it wasn't known or it just wasn't who someone was or, or, or it wasn't possible. It wasn't available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I must say, I find inner child is very often a go-to because people have forgotten and they parent their parents. They protect themselves. What brings you the most element of safety for yourself and that you see consistently in your clients that they're seeking? Um, for me, it's the knowingness that I am dearly loved. I am of love and I am here for love. I do know, I'm not even going to say I think, I know I am divinely protected. And even in those moments where it gets unbelievably wonky, the reality is I'm going to be fine. I mean, if my time comes and my life is to be over, I'm going to be fine. So it's not what I would desire. It's not what I want. I don't want to go through struggles, but I will go through whatever it is that I am to go through. And my viewpoint is why do it denying it and kicking and screaming? Why not do it embracing all the love, support, compassion, kindness that I can for myself, the situation and everyone else. And so people come to me because they can, they feel my compassion mm -hmm. for life, for them. Mm -hmm. They're, they're seeking, uh, they're seeking comfort. They're seeking true guidance. That's not going to pussyfoot or sugarcoat. What I'll tell people is I am very direct, but I'm very kind. Mm -hmm. I had a beautiful thing happen early in my practice with a gentleman that I was doing couples work with. And he said to me after the first session, I do not like you. <laughs> and what was the reason <laughs> he didn't give it and I didn't ask I just went oh but Heather think 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 and and I came back with a great response and I said well thank goodness you're not here to be my friend I love it oh that's and beautiful you said you have grown so I'll see you next week fourth session our final session he said 
I kind of like you now. And I said, well, isn't that nice? I, I kind of like you too. But it was one of the best situations. It freed me. Yes. I realized my clients don't come to be my friend. Mm -hmm. They come to work hard. And because I don't need them to like me, it's actually okay if they don't. It's not preferable, but it's okay because I'm just going to work them. And so what I'll tell my clients is, you know, are, are you open for me to share something? And they always say yes. And I say, okay, there's something that I really think is important for you to hear. I really need to know that you can receive this with love. Mm -hmm. And they all do the same thing. They all go, oh, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You really need to know I'm sending this with love. Yes. And then the way I present whatever it is that I am to say, it is with love. It's not with judgment. It's not with attack. It's not with belittling. It's completely with love. But it's something important, I think, for them to look at. And they're incredibly grateful. So they'll say, I need my Heather hat. Come give me my Heather hat. And they tease me because on the one hand, they know I'm going to bring it straight forward. But they also know it's going to be with an incredible amount of love and compassion for wherever they are. And I'm going to respect if they don't want it or they don't agree because I'm not here to tell them how to do their life. I'm just here to help guide them in the way that they choose to live their life in the best way that they can. And people feel that. They know I don't have an agenda. They know I don't. My, my, my whole purpose is just to provide for them what they're not yet able to be aware that they are to provide for themselves and to try to cut through a lot of the wasted riffraff that you don't need to do. Mm -hmm. I like I'm called that. the reframe queen in Orange oh. County. And it's, it's, it's because I will take a situation and I'll help them jump to the other side. A lot of it is with the duality of our world. Mm -hmm. So when they're stuck on how I hate this and how horrible this is, and they're caught, caught in that rut, I'll say, okay, great. Hallelujah. Since you're sick of this and you hate this, let's figure out what we can do now. So what has this shown us to do differently? What do you choose for yourself now? How can we empower you to move beyond what you no longer want to be a part of or what no longer serves you? And so any situation, I can bring the other side of looking at it instead of frustration, negativity, problem, I can help them jump to the side of, great, great. We've learned what we needed to learn then. And so where are we going to go now and what will best serve you now? And that works tremendously well. That is brilliant. I actually, you making me think of somebody I was talking to earlier on. They were complaining about somebody having said something to them. I said, well, actually, you were saying that to yourself through their voice. And they're yes. like, eyes got big. And they were, they were a little bit unhappy. Where do you help your clients with that? To see that they are potentially speaking, to, especially because we like to keep our inner child safe, we tend to reject and put blame elsewhere. What is the best way you know to help people to understand, let's release all blame and move forward? Well, and I think we blame both. I think we blame others. And then I also think we're horrific with ourselves. Thank and so what, what I say to my clients, because I want to get on both sides, I want to look at how they are displacing their choices, their thoughts, their action, their power onto somebody else and allowing themselves to be dependent or, if you will, the victim because of someone else. 
but I also want my clients to look at how horrible they are to themselves and make different choices. So what I'll say to them is, uh, this is the thing I always ask them to think, is this thought a thought that you want to keep having? Or does this thought bless you? So if I say, gosh, what a horrible person you are, then I ask myself, is that a thought I want to keep having? No. So then what's a better thought? I think I'm done here now. And I think I'm going to go get a cup of coffee or gosh, I'm so sorry that that's a thought that you have. I'm so grateful. And I wouldn't say this out loud, but I'm so grateful. I don't have that same opinion. Mm -hmm. There's a place to look at anything that's going on in your life that is not honoring or blessing or beneficial for you. And to decide you're not going to, if you will, attach to that thought you've got they say about 16, 17 seconds until it becomes mm -hmm. a belief. It's a thought. And then mm -hmm. when you keep holding to it, now it's a belief. And once your brain thinks it's a belief, now you're going down a different road. So if you can catch yourself early, and I know I'll, I'll, I'll start to think something or I'll start to say something and I'll just say, oh, no. And my kids <laughs> will laugh. They're like, caught yourself, didn't you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, caught myself. Because we're very sloppy with our thinking. Yep. <laughs> Was and it Jim the, Rohn who said that? He said, be thoughtful of your thinking. <laughs> oh, well, that is what creates. That is what creates. So any negative feeling that you have, unless it's, you know, physiological pain, which would be the first mm -hmm. feeling that you would have. But if an emotional feeling comes off of a thought, we think it's mm -hmm. the flip. We think, you know, the, the feeling is what creates the thought. No, the thought created the feeling. And so when, when you start to realize how important your thought field is, that's mm -hmm. going to guide how you feel. And so if I, if I want to feel good thinking thoughts about how horrible somebody is or how I'm always wronged, like what a, what a terrible way. And in my couple's work where they love it, but they, but they wrestle is I tell them, it is 100% up to you how you decide a conversation is going to go before you even go into a conversation. Mm -hmm. And they say, what? I said, yeah, set it up in the best way. Find out what the outcome is desired. Make certain it's the right time. Make certain both people are ready to, to talk. Have pacing, You know, ha have timeouts if you need it. I said, but know where you're going. I said, I had the awareness one day, if you go to a buffet, we're very careful. Oh, oh, I'd like a little bit of the mashed potatoes here. And I'll put a, put a little of the turkey there and oh, green jello. Mm, I'll pass on the beet salad. But in our conversations, we kind of like take a plate and we just kind of go wipe and we just throw everything on the plate and we think it's going to be appetizing. It's not, <laughs> it's a mess. But it's yeah. funny that we're so careful with what we'll eat, but not yeah. with what we'll say. Mm -hmm. And then my biggest, biggest gift I give my clients is I say, communication is a love letter. And communication is really not about words first. It's about connection. Communication mm -hmm. starts with connection. Connection with yourself connection with the other. And then when you have that, it's a very different conversation. If I say, we've got to talk about something I'm really pissed off about, you're going to pull back. You're going to be mm -hmm. guarded. But if I say, you are so important to me, 
I, I really care for you. And I really want something that, that I have to share to honor us and to take us to a, a deeper place of being able to walk this life together. You're going to be a lot more receptive to what it is that I have to say. And we don't realize that, mm -hmm. but relationship communication needs to start with connection, mm. not, not conversation. Wow, you're making millions of thoughts come through. My program is called Thinking by Design. Success is just a thought away. So while you were talking, I think, oh, I can add this. I can do that. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> that was wonderful. Heather, when obviously now you're working with your inner child, you're working with other people, people often say, speak your truth. You've got to have a voice. What do you feel about that in various situations? So I take a strong uh, stance for this within myself. And the thing that I always say before a conversation is, one, why is it that you're having it? Mm -hmm. Two, are you open to the other person's opinion? Mm -hmm. Three, is this going to blast the other person or the relationship? And four, is this a good time? Mm. So when you feel the need just to say what you need to say, because you are to speak your truth, I understand that. Like I, I, I get to say whatever it is I want to say. But when I say that, I realize, well, my outcome really isn't the best outcome. Then my outcome is just to lecture or to attack, which maybe that's what it is. And if that's what it is and I'm willing to deal with the repercussions, then I'll deal with the repercussions. But when you, when someone says to me, I just had to tell you this, and I'm so glad that I told you this because I, I wouldn't be loving you if I hadn't told you it. I go to, well, that's up to me to decide if this feels like it's love. And most time it, it doesn't, it mm -hmm. feels like self-righteousness. It feels like judgment. So I always ask people, do I have permission to share? And yes. if they say, no, I honor that. Mm -hmm. I give the analogy uh, in the, in the book that I've been, been working on of Jesus, because I think it's the perfect analogy. When he wants to come and commune with us, he knocks on our door oh, and he waits for mm. us to open it. He mm. doesn't pound it down. He doesn't scream and yell. He doesn't have a fit. He doesn't threaten. He doesn't say, you have to hear it anyway, even though you're not ready. He knocks. And when I thought about that, I thought, okay, what is the, what's the really deep purpose of that? Because it feels so respectful which is what it is. But there's another place that to me is such a beautiful image. If I have something really important to share with you and it's important to me and I want it to be important to you, if I wait for you to open the door and say, oh, please come in, it's a completely different conversation. Mm -hmm. And so to me, if I have something important to share, though I might be biting my tongue to not share it. My viewpoint is I want it to be the best receive that it can possibly be. So I'm going to say, do I have permission? Is this a good time? I want you to know how important you are to me. Can you receive this with love? And then I don't, 
I don't ever say that. I don't ever say, I just have to state my piece and I'm proud of myself for doing it because I, I find that very disrespectful of anybody else. I was with my kids when they were young at a mall and we were having lunch and there was somebody who was professing their spirituality and, and a lot of it I agree with, but they were doing it, screaming it mm. in the eating hall. And there was a gentleman who was eating by himself. And he said to the other person, incredibly graciously and kindly, I'm here to have lunch. And I'm wanting to have some time quietly to myself. Would you please respect that? And the person wouldn't. And they said, no, you need to hear what I have to say. And the gentleman said, I haven't asked for that. Mm -hmm. I came to have my lunch. Mm -hmm. could you please go elsewhere and share that elsewhere? And the person didn't, and they screamed and yelled. And my kids were really young. They're having a hard time with it because he was talking about God and he was talking about a lot of our belief system, but in a very different way. Mm -hmm. And I asked them to process that with me and what would they have done? And they said, you know, well, I would have been nice and I would have been kind. And I said, you know what I, I would have done? And, and they said, what? And I said, I would have asked if I could sit down with the gentleman and hear his story. And if you think about it, that's our way to love. Yes. Tell me what it is that you feel. Tell mm -hmm. me it is, it, it is what, what you believe. Mm -hmm. How can I, in whatever way I can understand or come into alignment, have a better awareness of you? Mm -hmm. When we make it about us, we lose the other person. Yes. And so I think it's, I think it's short-sighted and I think it's ego-driven and they believe they're important by doing it. Um, but if you want someone to, to stand with you, you have to be respectful of who they are and how they are and to do it with them, not at them. When people say, you know, I, I, it's, it's just the truth. I had to say it. There's a lot of things that are the truth that I don't say. I don't walk around and say, you know, what you just said to your mother was mean and you really need to get to the gym and you're not brushing your teeth. And did you know you have bad breath and you made, made me wait for five minutes. You're rude. I don't say all the truths in the world that I feel. Yeah. Yes. Like you said, there's a time and a place. <laughs> and sadly, our time's come to an end for this <laughs> chat. Heather, what would you like to leave the audience with that they can take with them after listening? Mm, well, I the biggest place for me would be to let your heart guide you to that place of connection with your center, with your inner being, with your God, with your source, with your inner child, and to allow yourself to gather up as much love as you can create in that place, and then to offer that and share that with others. When we come from a place of love with ourself, with the world, with our body, with our mind, with all that is going on, and we share that with others, then you really have most times the doors open to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. So start with connection, start with love, start with respecting the other 
And I think you'll find that people are much more interested in who you are and how you are because they see that beauty within you. Mm-hmm. So let that beauty be within you and share it freely and beautifully. Oh, that is awesome. People, you heard it from Dr. Heather. Make sure you watch her TikTok about the short <laughs> I love that. Heather, thank you again. I appreciate you so much. And people, thank you for joining us. Please remember to share this with others. Let's spread the love in the world and help with compassion. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful and incredible day. If you'd like to know more about working with me, reach out via my website. Details are in the bio. Please find me on social media and let me know what impacted you most about today's podcast. Also, if you enjoyed it, please consider leaving me a five-star rating so that more people can hear about the podcast. Have an incredible, awesome, and wonderful day. Bye-bye.